You're listening to the Arctic Circle podcast. In this episode, we listen to two former chairs of the Arctic Economic Council, Tara Sweeney, Principal and CEO of Tax 71 Strategies, and Heidar Guyonsson, CEO of SEEN and Vice Chair of the AEC, discuss investment in the Arctic. The discussion is moderated by Mats Christ Fredriksen, Director of the Arctic Economic Council. This event originally took place at the 2021 Arctic Circle Assembly in Reykjavik, Iceland, as part of the Arctic Economic Council's Nordic Talk series. So, welcome to you, Tara, and welcome to you, Hader. Thank you. We're going to spend the next 20 minutes speaking about investments. But first, I just would like you to introduce yourself, both your background with investments and your background to the Arctic. So... To you, Tara, first, uh, what's your background uh, working with the Arctic and working with investments? Well, Pavel Yussi, Uvanga Tara Sweeney, Utkarvigno. My name is Tara Sweeney. I am from Utkarvig, also a town uh, formerly known as Barrow, Alaska. So I grew up in the Arctic and I am the principal and CEO of Tax 71 Strategies, which provides strategic. Uh, leadership uh, consultation to executives and businesses in the Arctic, uh, and I served as the former chair of the Arctic Economic Council. And from one former chair of the Arctic Economic Council to another former chair of the Arctic Economic Council, Heda, what's your background when it comes to the Arctic and investments? Yeah, I'm basically uh, an economist that sort of fell into finance, and I was working internationally in New York, London, and Zurich for close to 20 years, but I'm from Iceland, so I've always been very uh, mindful of what's happening in the Arctic. Uh, I then made, of course, investments over the last 25 years in the Arctic, mostly in infrastructure, and then I founded the first uh, private equity vehicle that just focuses on infrastructure in the Arctic. That was in 2015. So, we have two experienced people here, one representing the Nordic region, another one representing the North American. So, I would like to know about the investment climate in the region right now. So, how do you see it? You know, is it, is it good for investments? Uh, how is the investment climate? Let's start with North America. That's, uh... I think the Arctic is ripe for investment. And it's important for the uh, pan-Arctic countries to... Uh, to engage in good cooperation to foster that uh, investment. And how is it in the the Nordic region? How is the investment climate right now for for Arctic investments? It's actually quite good, but in general, it's good. Uh, However, in infrastructure and especially in energy, it's challenging because... uh, the sort of cancel culture of social media and, and uh, the sort of mood of the moment in social media is disrupting, uh, let's say, the long-term planning there. And what we desperately need is more long-term public policy on how to manage economic development, uh, how to build infrastructure so that people are quite sure that the mood will not shift just this in an instance. 
I'd have to agree with Haider. There needs to be stability in the markets to limit the risk and the liability to attract investments into the, the Arctic region. And those that are looking north to provide financing for infrastructure development uh, need to have that stability. And uh, having stable leadership, a long-term vision, uh, and a, a true Arctic investment strategy is what is going to sustain our region, the circumpolar Arctic. And, and to both of you, so, so you talk about this branding and long-term strategy. A lot of people are calling to make the Arctic a protective national park. You know, let's, let's leave the region, let's, let the polar bear roam. What, 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 what would you say to them? Let's start with you, Tara. What, what do you say to people say, let's stop economic development in the Arctic? I think that position is uh, disappointingly misinformed and the people of the Arctic should be making these decisions. And while uh, there may be organizations uh, out, outside of the Arctic who would like to have a say, I think it's important to hear their perspective, but they certainly should not be the deciding factor. Yeah, I know. This whole notion is just preposterous because... For millennia, people have been living and working and doing economic development in the Arctic. And, and it's only logical if you look at the world as a whole that you should make the biggest investments where the track record is the best. And the environmental track record in the Arctic stands out. It's much better than in Europe, in America, Latin America, Africa, the Asia. So... It doesn't make any sense. Uh, these people have good intentions, and like Tara was saying, they're misinformed. Unfortunately, most people know more about the moon than they know about the Arctic. They know when the first uh, moonraker landed on the, uh, the moon and, and, and the first people that came to the moon. They have no idea about the people in the Arctic. So, so if we should, uh, to make people aware of about the opportunities in the Arctic, where, where do you see the, the good investment opportunities? Yeah, the good investment opportunities uh, need to be long-term. Uh, they are in infrastructure, they're in low-risk, long-term infrastructure projects that will then uh, basically service the local population uh, in that area, but also service economic development in that area. And As we see it at the Arctic Economic Council, we've been championing the Arctic Investment Protocol. And there, of course, we are saying you need to have local participation, uh, local consultation, transfer of knowledge and local benefits. So it needs to be on the terms of the locals. And uh, because there's a lot of scare about the Arctic, uh, the rewards are a bit higher. There's less competition. There are more people that are afraid of really putting long-term capital into the Arctic. So I see it as a sweet spot. Could you maybe just elaborate a little bit about the Arctic Investment Protocol, what it is and what it yeah, does? Yeah, yeah, it's sort of a CSR, a Corporate Social Responsibility Initiative. Uh, because the Arctic has this fantastic track record, we want to maintain it. And now if we are getting people outside the Arctic coming into our area to do new developments, They should do it, let's say, in the Arctic way. And the Arctic way is to use the local population, the local knowledge, uh, to transfer that knowledge, also the international knowledge, both ways. And then uh, we have strict environmental standards that you need to uh, turn to, and it needs to be long-term. It needs to be win-win. So 
I think uh, there are six guiding principles, but that sort of sums it up. And, and Taryn, I just so so Alaska and infrastructure, you know, those two things we're talking about, you know, an in infrastructure bill that might have some positive effect on on Alaska, but but where's the gaps? Where do you see there's a need for further investments in Alaska and when it comes to the infrastructure? I think just in general with the Arctic, we need to take a closer look at aligning regulatory frameworks to remove the the barriers to entry for investment and you know the arctic economic council plays a very important role and has a significant role to play especially in the future uh, because uh the of the organization's ability to convene uh various stakeholders and driving it down to that local level where uh, we're looking at these regulatory frameworks and finding out, identifying where those barriers to entry are, and then working with the policymakers and an organization like AEC to remove those barriers so that there is pan-Arctic investment. With a state like Alaska, what we've seen is uh, the best projects have local alignment. And what local expertise brings to the table is that stewardship that so many from outside the Arctic are concerned about, uh, yet they fail to understand that the people of the Arctic are certainly the best stewards, uh, the aboriginal environmentalists of this region. Uh, and so it's a combination of looking at the barriers to entry for investment and aligning your projects at the local level. And, and how do you do that with the local level? How do, how do I, if I come in as an outsider to the Arctic, how do I make sure that I align with the local level? And, I would you know? seek first to understand and then to have your project be understood. Perfect. And I just, um, it seems like there's a lot of opportunities. There's opportunities within fishing, there's opportunities with oil and gas, mining, raw materials. Where, I mean, and that's for you, Hader. I mean, infrastructure aside, you know, what, what, where's the missing gap in, in, in the opportunity in the business development in the Arctic? Is it tourism? Is it fishing? Bioinnovation? Where, where do we need more investments? Yeah, I think you from know? a macro standpoint, it's very easy to say like this is what is missing, but essentially it's up to the local communities to decide on which projects get their blessing. Uh, there are ample opportunities. Uh, the world needs more energy for humans. That is protein, which is fish, and the blue economy uh, and the like. But also, we need more energy for the energy transition. And, uh, and there are different types of energy. There, you know, gas is much cleaner burning fuel than coal or oil. Uh, we see, for instance, now the energy crisis, which is upcoming in Europe, That's due to these uh, magic solutions that people thought they had, that just putting a date out there and say, we're going to go to solar and wind, and that will solve everything. Well, they're going to probably be very cold this winter because uh, the transition takes a much, much longer time. It needs to be better planned. And the markets are much better at planning things like this than some bureaucrats somewhere far away. And, yeah. just, just to underscore the points that Heider's making, uh, the, there is also a gap in 
when you look at the uh, UN Sustainable Development Goals and the focus on those goals, uh, there certainly needs to be a marrying of driving investment behavior with uh, the utilization of those goals. And there is a gap there. And so how do we take these goals that are being uh, that companies are being measured against and providing them an opportunity to uh, invest in the Arctic and um, bridging that gap uh, is certainly something to consider. And, and Tara, you have a, you have a background in, in public policy and, and, and that world. What about the people living in Alaska? You know, a young person who wants to, you know, has a good idea. How does that person bring that idea from Alaska to Washington? You know, how, how do we promote all these opportunities if you're a young Alaskan? If you are a young Alaskan, a small business owner, or someone who wants to get involved, I certainly would look to an organization like the Arctic Economic Council. Uh, certainly looking to other organizations that are involved in the public policy space, but reaching out to the congressional delegation to, to get involved in the discussion is a, certainly a great first step. And, and to you, Hayda, what's the... If I come as a, I'm an investor in Asia, I sit in Malaysia, I have a lot of money, you know, where where do I start getting in? How do I get to know the Arctic? How do I know where to start? No, well, of course, the members of the Arctic Economic Council are very open, you know, both in facilitating uh, uh, openings towards uh, specialists, specialist lawyers, whatever it is. And uh, because the more the merrier, uh, it's sort of, it's not like it's a zero-sum game that the people that are already invested in the Arctic, they don't want others to come into their area. It's quite the opposite because it's a mutually benefit uh, thing that uh, if we have more international capital in our area, uh, it goes both ways. It opens up new markets, uh, it reduces risks, it creates more awareness about our environment and, and what's taking place. So it's a risk sharing, basically. So... I see that as, as very positive. So they can, of course, consult the uh, uh, chambers of commerce in each country, which will guide them further. And, and, of course, the Arctic Economic Council directly. Any final comments here in the end, sir, or Ader? No, I just like the talk. Great talking to you. Yeah. Thanks. Thank you very much. Thank you very much.